Halliburton, everybody standing at State Farm, over the top to Buddy, working on Bogey, he fires a three, he connects, incredible shot making! What is a Pacers Nation? You are listening to the Pacers Post Up, brought to you by the brothers of basketball, Brad and Ryan. Bye, buddy. Hope you find your... I don't know what he's going to find, but Buddy Heald is out. My goodness, Doug McDermott back in the blue and gold. And the week is finally here. It is NBA All-Star Indianapolis 2024. Let's get into it. I'm excited. You're listening to the Pacers Post-Up. We are rocking and rolling here, kind of diving into episode number three. We're going to be talking about the trade deadline uh, everything that happened, everything that didn't. We're obviously recording this right before the All-Star break. So we just played in New York last night and uh, got a much-needed much needed victory. Um, yep. And so, yeah, we're, we're going to kind of – we got two more games before the All-Star break, but it's per- perfect time in the season to kind of take a look at where we're at, what we have going on, um, and, and just kind of kind of roll from there. So, Ryan, I'll kick it over to you to get us started. Um, what's on your mind? So I thought we'd start with the trade deadline. Uh, it was a quiet one across the NBA. I think, uh, you know, the big moves kind of happened before. Obviously, we probably made one of the larger ones, if not that, with Siakam. For sure. Uh, but we still made moves. Obviously, I think if you're a Pacer fan, you're aware we shipped out Buddy Heald. So I'll just kind of run down the trade quickly. It kind of got changed after even the trade deadline. Basically, we gave up Buddy Heald for Korkmaz, who we waived, and then Doug McDermott, a 2020 second or 2024 second rounder for the Raptors, yep. a 2029 second from the Blazers, and then cash, and then ship the other one that we got to the Spurs. But not a huge trade, but give me your thoughts on it. Yeah, I, I mean, listen, this is something that we've been talking about this for a long time. The big splash was Siakam, and yep. we've already gone into that in detail. And we're gonna, we can kind of talk about where we're at. You know, yep. Siakam's, mm-hmm. I don't know what he's in, 12, 15 games in, yep, you know, 13. post, post, is it 13? Okay, yep. post trade. So we can talk about that a little bit. You know, I think if you listen to Chad Buchanan, it, it makes sense. It's kind of, you know, I don't want to say we're being wishy-washy, but it's kind of one foot in, one foot out the door as far as this season concerned. You know, we're sitting at sixth place in the Eastern Conference, and does the does this move make us better? Probably not. No. I, I mean, there's an argument to be made that maybe it improves us defensively. Yeah. Now, interestingly enough, McDermott got the minutes and not Shepard last night, so yeah. I'm not sure that, you know, that – that argument doesn't hold a lot of weight if that's going to be the case, but 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 I think we get probably worse slightly for this season. Yeah, um, I, I I do. So if you're if you're all in on this season, you're probably not happy with this trade. Yeah. Um, but but in the long term, I get it. It sounds more and more like Buddy was not going to be a a part of the equation long term. So if you get an opportunity to get an asset, I under, you know we traded away our two first round picks. This year yep. in the Siakam deal, right now I think I saw that this Toronto pick that we picked up yep. in twenty four is like thirty six overall. In there. So there's still value there. Um, you know, you bring in a guy in McDermott, maybe he shows you something in the last you know thirty or so games that allows you to bring him back at a cheaper price yep. than a Buddy Heald. If not, then you know he mo- he moves on and and. You know, we're 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 the same place we were. Um, so, I, I think you know. I think also, if if you're a glass half full person, the hope here would be that a Matherin, a Nemhard, a Shepherd, some of these other guys that were competing for minutes with Buddy, maybe get a little bit more run here in the back half of the year. Maybe they have some more opportunity to show you something. 
you know, uh, overall, I wish Buddy well. I love mm-hmm. Buddy. I thought he was a great guy. He was a lot of fun to watch. But this was a deal that felt like we were trying to squeeze an asset out of something that was essentially going to be gone. Yeah, uh, I think that's really a good place to start. It, From all accounts, it sounded like Buddy was probably out. If you kind of read between the tea leaves, it looks like this previous offseason, we probably offered him an extension that he declined, didn't think it was yeah. the value. Yeah. Tough to get there. He probably saw his role diminishing a bit. So I think you have to take that into account. It sounded like he kind of wanted to go to Philly, and knowing KP, I think he always tries to do well by our players. For sure. And, and that's a good thing because he's got a good reputation around the league for that, and it helps bring players in at the same time because he knows he'll help them out. Another thing to look at, too, is if you're looking at the teams next year that are going to be playoff competitors but also have cap space, it's a very small list, and the 76ers are at the top of it. So I think there might be even, you know, they talk about tampering, whatever. If the Sixers can't go out and get, you know, there's a couple big names, not a ton this year, the free agency, depending on who signs extensions. But PG, maybe, yeah. yeah, If they strike out on that, I think you'll probably see that Buddy gets something like that Bruce Brown contract where he might get 20 mil a year in that range with a team option on the end or something kind of in that depending on Shorter term. Yeah, Yeah. what he's looking at because the Sixers will have the money and – that's one thing I will say as like if you were a Sixers fan, I think you're more excited for this trade for sure. You're yeah. probably looking at it like, all right, we gave up some seconds. We get one of the elite shooters. He might be having a slight down year, but he's still one of the elite yeah. shooters in the league and he helps them. So from that angle, I would definitely see that. But that Raptors pick, you know, could be something we've, you know, and I actually have a little bit here that I wanted to go through. If you look we have always talked about that the Pacers aren't particularly great at their first-round draft picks. We've Correct. seen that. We've whiffed. <laughs> but we're actually not horrible with second-rounders and finding undrafted guys. So yeah. I wanted to read. I looked through post-Miles Turner. Lance. Yeah. <laughs> post-Miles Turner, I looked through all of our draft picks and a couple just free agency or you know guys who didn't get drafted that we added. Okay. And I'm so, curious. This is, I, I would, yeah. this is nice. So um, our first-round team, if you take our our – our first rounders would be Aaron Holiday, Ben Matherin, Chris Duarte, TJ Leaf, and Goga Batadze. Wow. Not a great particular team. Matherin, we still like, hopefully, and we might talk on him a yep. little bit later. Let's look at our second round team Andrew Nemhard, Sumner, George Niang, Alizé Johnson, and Taylor, Terry Taylor. Okay. Truthfully, that team probably competes with the other oh, team. Oh, I think <laughs> it does. Not, is maybe better, especially defensively. And a lot of those guys are still. Sumner had some injury problems, but I was always a big fan of his game. For sure. But when you look at it that way, you look at that Raptors pick, and you're getting something that, like you said, that it's an asset you can trade, you can yeah. use, you can pick. We have no other picks now next year, so that's kind of the one you're looking at. So yeah. I, I do get it. You know, the one argument I do get that a couple of my friends text me, it's like, if you don't like that value why don't you just keep buddy even if you know you're going to lose him just for this run and i kind of get that but i'm also in the boat where i want nemhard minutes i want matherin minutes i want shepherd minutes now in the playoffs i get it you want the vets yeah but uh i I like it if you're going to lose them i'm in the boat that we are not that win now that you need to hold them just for this specific run so i think it was the right move and like i said if kp is doing something by right to get buddy Elsewhere, I think if there was a first round trade, you know, first round draft pick on the market, he would have taken it. But for sure, scoring is just not as valuable. Now, shooting's still valuable, but we kind of talked about this. Scoring is not. You need, you know, the players that are going for a lot, like OG, 
play defense because yeah. that's what's needed in the league. And, and and we talked about this, you know, prior to the episode. I forget if you said it was Bill Simmons or somebody else was talking about how scoring is not the issue in the NBA. No, there right are now. microwave scores all across the league. Hundred percent. I mean, look at. Boyan Bogdanovic and Alec Burks. I mean, yeah. Burks gets hot at the end of the game last night, and it's just like boom, boom, boom. You know, and this is a guy that, you know, he's been playing for Detroit, but you know he can put up points. Yep. And mm-hmm. and that's why the Knicks obviously made the move to get some of the players that they did. But it is, you know, and Carlisle has not made he's not mince words when it's come to, you know, talking about who's gonna get run with this team. It's the guys that compete at both ends of the ends yep. of the floor. And I know Buddy. I'm not. I'm not questioning his effort. Obviously, he's an NBA Ironman in terms of number of missed games and yep. things like that. Yep. He's a great competitor, but he is his skill set is limited on the defensive end of the floor. And I think you know that's kind of where I go back to the point of if we get a little bit better here with his absence, it's probably on the defensive end. 100%, yeah. um, and again, I love Buddy, but he was having a down year. If you yep. look at his splits in the last ten or fifteen games, I mean, he's been slumping for a while now. He's gone in first couple of games in Philly. He's, you know, 20 plus, but he's getting a lot more shots. And frankly, they had more of a need for for what he had, what he brought to the table than even we did. So, um, you know, maybe it's one of those things that, uh, you know, I get it. But he's well liked, not only in the locker room. He's Tyrese's boy or whatever. Yeah. He, you know, and and he 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 was well liked in the fan base. I think that's yeah. what makes it hard is mm-hmm. you're getting rid of a fan favorite for not a whole lot in return. Like you yeah. said, it's not the first round draft pick. It's not a blockbuster trade, but it's this organization saying we understand where we're at. We think we can still get to the playoffs. Uh, again, for me, the floor is still the sixth seed. You cannot go below the sixth yes, seed. 100%. Siakam was a quote unquote win more now, maybe mm-hmm. not a win at all now, but yeah, win but more yeah. games now type of move. So, you know, this isn't exactly that, but um we'll have to see how it all plays out. I mean the reality is if fucking Ben Matherin was playing a little bit better, nobody would care exactly. as much yeah. about this. I mm-hmm. it just and we could talk about Matherin a little bit later on. But you know, we'll we'll see where it goes. I did think there was some some humor around it all. I saw a lot of chatter about you know, oh, do you think that they ran this by Tyrese? Is he, how's he feeling? It's like Tyrese knew what was going on. I I mean, anybody that believes he was blindsided by this is not paying attention to modern NBA. So the locker room hit, I mean, Miles touched on it briefly. It's like, yeah, buddy was a positive energy guy. The writing was on the wall this off season that he was likely going to be traded at this time specifically. For, for, For sure. I mean, and, and listen, I'm sure Buddy had conversations with Tyrese about that. Oh, like, yeah. they didn't get a deal done. It's not like the Pacers were like, oh, we don't want to factor Buddy in. Yeah. They didn't get a deal done. Buddy thinks he's worth a certain amount or a number of years or whatever it is, and that'll come out, I'm sure, this offseason. Yes. We'll, we'll see what what he thinks his value is and what the market says it is. Um, you know, and, and we're going to move forward with the younger guys that we have. And, and I'm – listen – you know how I feel about guys like Shepard. We still can't get Jarris Walker off on the floor. He's yep. on the West Coast Mad Ants road trip right now. So it, we've got to find out, figure out ways to get these guys more on the floor. But he's a great guy, and you know, we'll kind of move on. Were there any other deals, I guess, at the deadline, just to kind of pivot off of that? Obviously, it was not a huge deadline no. across the NBA. You no. did not have you know, major stars relocating. But I'm curious if there were any other deals that kind of stuck out to you around 
you know, teams that you thought, okay, that was interesting, or yeah, I've got one. I was going to say, I think we're both going to the same. I think if you want to look at one team outside of us that did really well at the deadline with Siakam, I'm talking more. Yeah, for would sure. definitely be the Knicks. 100%. I think there yeah. is no doubt. They gave up some talent, Grimes, quickly, you know, Barrett. Barrett. Those guys are all good, but they held on to all their firsts, and then they add OG and Bojan and Alec. Uh, I'm a big fan of OG and Bojan. Obviously, yeah. Indy fans are big fans of Bojan. And there's a chance, you know, if you look at the East right now, you know, especially with the Sixers, you know, we don't know how long Embiid's going to be out. If you look at Vegas, they're more likely to fall below us, according to them, and they are the experts. That, yeah. So we'll have to see. There's, I would love a first-round matchup against the Knicks. I think that'd For be sure. my favorite one, just yep. with all the storylines, even with the Brunson wannabe stuff, and even just our history with the Knicks would yeah. be uh, pretty fun. So I think they did really well keeping – and. The one thing I'll even say about that that I that we need to watch is they are prime to add another star to. Yeah. Donovan Mitchell, if him, you know, if Giannis gets unhappy, whoever the next superstar that's unhappy that wants a big market yeah. can play with Brunson, they're gonna have a lot of assets to go after him, sign him, cap space. So they're a team to watch. I'm you know, like I said, I like the competition. I think Tyrese gets fueled for those games. We saw it last for night. For sure. Uh, he had one of his best games since kind of getting back from his injuries. So I think they're definitely the team that stood out to me. Yeah, I, I, I would agree. I mean, you're adding guys that are, like you said, microwave scores. Bojan yep. can get going. He can space the floor. He, you know, everybody, I, this is what I hate about just Pacers fans in general. TJ McConnell and Tyrese Halliburton used this word gravity the other day in talking about yep. Buddy Heald and yep. what he does on the offense. And now everybody online is talking about the gravity of the players and, yeah. oh, that he draws two and all the attention. And it's like, that's been the case for a long time. Good players draw attention. Like, you know, and, and that's what's going to happen with a guy like Bojan. You plug him in, he now stretches the floor. And, and Brunson, I will say this. I have been slow rolling Brunson. I I don't I'm not a fan of undersized point guards yep, who yep, aren't really yep. that great on defense, albeit Tyrese is not the best defender in the world either. You know, Brunson just never really suited my eye, but the the guy is good. I yep. mean, he just he's crafty, he uses his body, he's strong, he gets to his spots and his it's almost like, you know, He's got this hesitation, off rhythm kind of movement. Kind of like Paul Pierce. He's obviously a lot different size than Paul Pierce yes. was, but yeah, it's an unorthodox. It's hard to judge when he's going to change speeds, how he's going to yep. use his body. I I saw. I mean, frankly, I don't see Aaron Neesmith struggle with a lot of guys. Yep. I mean, even you know Booker puts up sixty two. Neesmith's in his grill the whole time. Yeah, Booker's just on fire, you know. Um, he's done that before. But he, Neesmith was having a hard time with Brunson's herky-jerky movement yeah. last night, and, and we saw that in the first game. Nemhard does a pretty good job. I mean, both those defenders keep their chest into you, which I love. They're, they're, they're always making you feel them. But, yeah. man, Brunson gets to his spots. And that Knicks team, that would be a phenomenal series. Oh, yeah. Um, there's so many, you know, so many different things at play. You've got the OG and Siakam components, yep. mm-hmm. the two trades that happen and both of those players probably could have been playing for the other team Correct. depending upon how those negotiations go out you've got the team USA Halliburton Brunson yep. connection to obviously rising stars at the at the point guard position and that's what's going on now you've got all the history Correct. of Pacers Knicks which just makes yep. it even that much more exciting. I mean, I, I loved watching last night, and this is not about a Pacers Knicks podcast, but we can just talk about it briefly. McConnell was talking to the fans. Oh, yeah. Halliburton oh, was yeah. talking to the fans. Oh, oh, poor Obi Toppin <laughs> <laughs> tried yeah. his between the legs dunk. Um, 
I, I'm with you. I think that would be a very fun series. Yeah. Um, and I think right now it, it wouldn't line up. I think the Knicks dropped to fourth last night after the loss. Right, right, yeah. um, we're still sitting in six, about a game or maybe a half a game ahead of the Magic, something like that. They won last but night. But outside of Boston, I mean, the Cavs are second, and it, I mean, it, and it's anybody's game. Yeah. There, it's a couple game difference between everybody. I will say there was, speaking of other trades that I liked, and I spend more time looking at the Eastern Conference than I do the West, but I thought it was interesting that that uh, Patrick Beverly made his way to Milwaukee. Yeah. Not only is there the Lillard history yeah. dynamic, um, but you know that's a team that they need defense. I mean, they yep. can't defend anybody, and he's going to obviously bring some of that. I still am not really scared by Milwaukee. No, I, I think, love to play him. yeah, I, I think that's a very favorable matchup for us. But I mean, don't get me wrong. I think that I mean they would be favored and, and oh, rightfully show. But we, as Pace fans, we've seen it. We love it, and we love the energy yeah. those games bring. They are. They have been some of the most fun games this year. Yeah, I, I agree. I think, honestly, I think the toughest matchups for us are New York and Boston. Yeah. I, I don't, you know, it, when Philadelphia's at I full strength. Philly yeah. is, Philly's the one. But I, the way they're, it's very unlikely we would match up, I think, yeah. in the first round. I, I think we're going to have two similar records. And, and for me, that's really, you know, to kind of start pivoting here, I think we want to talk about Siakam and just yeah. where he's at and then kind of talk about some all-star stuff. I think it's important you know, this time of season, everybody kind of says, get to the All-Star break, get to the All-Star break. And I think, you know, I'm curious, Ryan, your thoughts on where are we at? Like going, you know, where, you know, obviously I know where we're at. We're Can six. I actually cut you off? There were two things yeah. I wanted to say on the deadline. Oh, yeah, please. Yeah, yeah, yeah. No, sorry. Very, we're just kind of going off the cuff. They're so. very brief. So I got yeah. a few texts from friends and stuff. They're like, so we gave up healed for nothing. We've kind of discussed those picks. Yep. I'd also like to say we traded two late seconds for Obi this off season. So yeah. Those picks can turn into those young guys who you can take a flyer on. So it's not nothing. For sure. And then the other thing I wanted to kind of bring up because it gets overlooked is we made that deal with the Warriors and even the Sixers gave us a little cash where we basically sent it off for cash. We traded yep. a pick, waved Corey Joseph, loved having him for two seconds. but He was in Indy. Yeah. yeah. <laughs> <laughs> but uh, it's probably stayed in the hotel that night. Yeah, um, I'm sure he did. But I think there's one thing to watch that I'm hoping that if Herb Simon called KP and said, hey, let's make a few deals to give me a little cash right now okay. to then store this offseason to potentially make a play later on. Yeah. He's always talked about he would go in the luxury tax. He never has. Yeah. He's always now he's he has a new part owner with him, hopefully yep. with some change in the pocket. So yep. I just wanted to say you're never, as a fan, happy to see your owner trade picks basically just for cash. It right. would be nice to have one of the owners who can just throw millions out right. at will. But that's just not what it is. So if, But if Herb said it like that said, hey, give us that. I think it was like 5.6 we got from the Warriors. Now yep. some of that goes to the buyout. The buyout. But a little bit of cash, if that makes him more willing later to spend, then... I'm okay with that. I yeah. Guess. Well, you know, it's a funny point that we probably don't get. It doesn't get talked enough about, at least in the channels that I follow. At the end of the day, it's still a business. Yeah. Herb Simon owns this. It yeah. is a business that he runs. And so he, as much as we want to talk about players and buddy in this and, mm -hmm. you know, yes, you, in theory, for your business to be excelling, you have to have wins on the court. We all get that. But yeah, if you can put a little more money in your pocket now to, to maybe say, okay, when that opportunity comes and, you know, I guess I'll just touch. I know you said you had one more thing you wanted to. No, that was those that, were the two. Okay, so, so okay. I'll, I'll I'll put this plug in. I guess now as we talk about future and you know from a cap space perspective, you know the Siakam 
we, we talked about this on the Siakam episode that we're going to sign Siakam. That's yes. the goal. That trade yep. doesn't happen without something somewhere and everything that he's said and done. That's gonna be a point. He I, hit it. He has done his best job without literally coming out and saying, Hey, yeah. I want to resign here and probably will. Yeah. He basically the first game said, I want to make this place home, which is for sure. The quotes now we've kind of heard that before, but yeah. with the contract, he has done everything. There's no reason not to think we're going to come. No, I, I, I think we're all assuming that deal is going to get done. It's probably going to get done in a, I don't know what the number is. $40 million a year. You know, it's it's really tough to gauge right now. I don't yeah. know what he'll get. If we can get him anything under the max in that range, that's a steal. If we have to pay him, we have to pay yeah. him. Yeah, and, and that's going to eat into our flexibility, and yep. we've talked about that in the context of guys like Buddy, yep. a guy like Obi Toppin. Where does he fit You know, yep. in a contract year? And I think um, Jalen Smith's got a player option this coming this summer. Yeah. So – we may have to, you know, renegotiate. I, I, I heard some guys. I think it was Query or somebody in the local radio was talking about how where his value's at, and they were on with Tony East, yeah. and they landed somewhere around eight to twelve million. And I think that's yeah, fair. Yeah. I mean, Neesmith's at that eleven million dollar mark. I think he's prop. I think that pro- oh, it's an underpaid. It's now. a steal. <laughs> yeah. yeah, we and we could talk about Neesmith yeah. here in a little bit, but but yeah, I think Jalen Smith. I mean, Biggs. Listen, he can stretch the floor. He's played well. That's not really the point here. I just wanted to touch on. We're not going to have the kind of cap flexibility that we've been known for in the last couple years. That's going to be very different. So there was one rumor out there that I wanted to touch on just because I find it interesting. We've already talked about it off, you know, kind of before the podcast. But there was, and I would only be bringing this up because it it sounded like there was a a hint of mutual interest in in a Paul George return to Indiana, which for me is like... uh, I don't even know how to feel about it because it was one of those things where it was like, you're talking about a guy who basically said, Indy, you're not good enough. You can't get me where I want to go. You know, I want the bright lights. And granted, he signed an extension in Oklahoma City. I don't pretend to know all the nuances, although he does talk fondly of Indy. Yeah. Like if it, it seems over the last couple of years, especially now that he's got his podcast and he's settled in, and the LA thing is clearly not, at least now, this is probably the best run they've had at it. But. Yeah. It has not gone how they expected, and I think he's kind of humbled. And if you listen to any of the Paul George, you know, Tyrese podcast, it's clear that they are good friends yeah. and have a lot of mutual interest in that front. Now, does that mean he wants to come here? I don't know. I, it, it, we don't know. It's but it's interesting that it's being reported now. Yep. Somebody's these, you know, and if you listen to any of these player podcasts, and this it's just fun to listen to. There's always more going on. Yep. I mean, I I just saw a reel come across the other day from. Paul George's podcast where he was talking about a trip he took to Cleveland with LeBron talking about how this was before the OKC oh. deal talking about what it could look like mm-hmm. and LeBron was like I'm going to push for this you yeah. know and try and make this happen so these guys talk there's yeah. always you know there's always more than meets the eye obviously well, that's how Kevin Durant and Kyrie it was at the All-Star game they started chatting and that's how they ended up deciding they wanted to meet up in Brooklyn yeah and and so don't kid yourself. As a fan, we know next to nothing. I mean, yep. I feel like I follow it as, as much as I can. But anyways, uh, anytime a report like that comes out that there's mutual interest, it's intriguing. Mm-hmm. You and I have spoken. I think in order for a deal to get done, you were kind of saying that it's going to have to be a sign-and-trade sign trade, of yeah. some sort. We're not going to be able to Especially pay. Especially with Siakam. Yeah, yeah. There's no way to Halliburton's play. extension kicks in, signing Siakam to a potential max, and then Paul George is obviously looking for his 
final push, if you will. I think he's now 33 years old. So, you know, listen, LeBron's a freak, but I don't think anybody's looking to play till they're 38. Yep. Uh, most players aren't. So he's probably got another two, three, maybe four years of good oh, yeah. run in him. But, mm-hmm. you know, a lot. One, one other thing on the deadline, if I'm going to talk about yeah. Paul, I have to bring up some comments that were made by Chad Buchanan. This is the fan in me. I'm sure this is not what they're thinking, but... Um, he did talk about having this roster spot open and leaving oh, some yeah. flexibility in case, you know, buyout market, whatever. Um, this is how it happened last time. Lance is putting up some big numbers. Literally how it happened last He's time. He's putting up <laughs> some big numbers for the Wolves. He hit a game winner the other night. Um, and I got to tell you what, just looking at the highlights, the Wolves, the Iowa Wolves, which is, yeah. this is the Timberwolves G League team. They, they sell out. I mean, they are yeah, packing yeah. the arena. I don't know if it's Lance. I don't know if they were sellouts before Lance got Florida there. Lance. Yeah, I, I, I'm just telling you what. He, <laughs> come on, Kevin. I yeah. mean, just one more run here. This would be the oh, most fun oh. team to have with, with the playmakers that we have, the Obi Toppins. I mean, it just. Let's say, he doesn't have to play. We have our rotation set. He can be the emergency point guard behind TJ McConnell if anybody yep. goes out. And I would only say, just play him home games. Yeah, just oh. in Indy, and you know he's gonna. <laughs> yeah. I mean, he it, something happens when he gets yeah. in the field house. He 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 becomes like this next level player. Can't even make an NBA roster, and then you know comes back in. And I'll never forget that twenty point first oh, quarter. It's the best, I mean, it, it's is one of the most fun times I've had it, yeah. at the field house. But anyways, yeah. we will we will long for Lance uh, forevermore, and Always. and and we'll see if it ever happens. But no, I, I think I think at this point we got to kind of talk about where we're at in the season. Yeah. You know, yep. expectations and things like that as we're kind of getting into All Star break. Yep. And I do want to touch on you know kind of some of the stuff that's coming up yep. um, downtown because I think it's going to be a pretty cool week, and and obviously. Everybody loves Indy yep. as a host city, and we talk a little bit about that. But I'm curious, Ryan, you know, if you go back, mm-hmm. and so much of this is, you know, there's recency bias in all this, yep. and the dynamic has shifted because of some of the moves that yep. we've made, right? But from where you were at in terms of expectation for this team coming into this season and where we sit now two games away from the All-Star break, and I forget what we are over 500. We're six or seven. I think we're, we're 30, 30 and 24. 24. Yeah, six games above 500. If you Grade us. What, what kind of grade do you give us right now? Well, I'll just say coming into the season, I think I had two goals. One – Make the playoffs. And then two was, and maybe even more important, was to find a core. We had clearly made Tyrese, you know, he was part of the core. And then you could argue Miles, which I would. The rest was, you know, Neesmith, Matherin, Nemhard. Who is going to be? Who is staying? Who is growing with this team? And now I think it's clear that if you want to say at least a core moving forward pieces, you've got Halliburton. Yeah, I'm putting Neesmith right there with anybody now. Sure. Siakam and then Turner, and then we're still kind of waiting on the next pieces yep. to solidify. Those are the exact four I had yeah. in my head. So, but like I said, before the season, you could really only argue two were like these guys are here to stay. Now again, rookies are a little bit harder to judge because you're waiting for them to come through. So I think on that front, we have a clear core we're running forward with. Yep. We've got young guys who still have potential to pop. And then for the season grading, we are better than I definitely think when I sat here. Yeah. I did not. I would have said we would be a play-in in that 7 to 10 range, would have yeah. been my guess. Now the expectation, as you've said before, it's the 6th seed. we got to stay in above the play-in tournament, yep. which we're 
if you look at the standings right now, it's like you said, it's like a game or two to move up seeds and a game or two. It's close. The Heat yeah. and Magic, I believe the Magic actually either are one like a game back in the loss column or something. Okay. It's they're right. It's a half there. or a yeah. one. Mm-hmm. Yeah, I, I saw it last night too. I looked. They won and they've they went on a skid and they're they're kind of climbing yeah. back. Mm-hmm. Yeah. So yeah. yeah, I I love the I love the thought around the core because. Yeah. If you look around any NBA team, and and I I, I know we, it's so easy, but I'm going to do it anyways to go back to the Warriors and how Bob Myers built that team, which was getting pieces. You know, once you kind of realized, oh God, Steph's better than we thought, yeah. right? Mm-hmm. And and that's kind of where we're at with Tyrese okay. is, yeah. oh God, he's better. Then it was how do you start to build around him and and find players that fit yeah. their game because yeah. that's really. There's so many great players in this league, and we've seen it so many times where superstars meet up and it doesn't work out because the playing styles don't work. DeJounte. Yeah, exactly. I mean, there's just – so it's not just about getting great players. It's about finding who you're going to – this is – it's whether it's Steph Curry or Tyrese Halliburton, whoever it is, and then putting the pieces around them that fit their game. Yep. And and that's where – it's a hell of a lot easier said than done. Um, and so I'm, I am excited. I think, you know, Siakam, we talked about it last episode. The fit was the big reason why yep. you why you yep. pull that yep. trade off. Miles has never looked better. Yep. I mean, you know, when I, I watch Miles in a game like last night, and it's like every one of his baskets is assisted by Tyrese. Oh, I mean, Literally, yeah. Tyrese is finding him in all the right spots. Yep. And credit to Miles. That doesn't mean that it's an automatic two points. He's no. converting. He's... He's still soft. He's still soft. We saw it so bad against the Warriors. I mean, that when he had, I forget who he was backing down. It was, I think it was Pajemski. Yeah. And woof. I mean, terrible. But Miles last night didn't try to do any of that shit. He He was, he was quick to get to his spot. And and just let the ball fly, and and yep. that's when he's at his best. And so yeah, you're starting to see some of these puzzle pieces come together. I do want to talk about Neesmith for yeah. a little bit oh, yeah. because this is a guy that you know I went I went down the rabbit hole on yeah. Neesmith a couple of days ago, maybe a week or so ago now because you know he was a throw in. I mean, I looked at that Malcolm Brogdon oh, trade, yeah. and it was there were it was like Daniel Tice, uh, Aaron Neesmith. Nick Stauskas, yeah. there was somebody else on that list. Jawan Morgan, yeah. um, there were like five players on the on the list of names. But then it was a first round draft pick. That yeah. was really we we traded Brogdon for a first round pick. Like if yeah, if you're seeing the report come through, that's the headline. That's the headline. Yeah, yeah. Mm-hmm. and and anything else was a couple of the guys that were on the, on in the trade never even put yeah. on a Pacers uniform, right? I think it was just Neesmith and Tice that did. And and we saw Neesmith last year show flashes, yep. right? But I went back and looked in. This is a guy that he's 6'6", 210, let's call it. Yeah. He's he's better. a small forward, and he's a small, small forward. Right. He really could be more of a two or a three. And, and we played him something like 78% of his minutes at the power forward last year, yeah. asking him to do things that he really – while he was doing them because he's a tough nose, just whatever player, yeah. we were playing him out of position and not putting him in an optimal position to be successful. And I think, you know, I started looking at this year. He didn't start for us at the beginning of the season. His yeah. first start was against the Hawks, had 17 points um, and was fine. But he he started getting more minutes after that. And it's been because of his defense. Yes. I mean, this is a guy that is setting the tone for, yes, one of the NBA's worst defenses. We understand that. But if you look at the last 15 to 20 games, we're middle of the pack. Yep. We're like 16, yep. 17 in the league. So we're trending in the right direction. I know correlation is not causation, but 
but as Neesmith's minutes have gone up, our defense has gotten better Absolutely. progressively over the year. And he's first in the league in true shooting percentage among small forwards. He's second in the league in three-point percentage amongst all players, second to only Grayson Allen. On decent volume. Yeah, and he's shooting about five a game. Yep. So it's not like he's just taking two and making yep. one. You know, it, it, he's... He is stretching the floor, and then when Tyrese was out, he went on a maybe 10- or 12-game stretch where he was averaging 17.5 points, 7.5 rebounds, 4 assists, and you started to see you the stat line doesn't show you. Yeah. He was he was driving to the basket. He was converting on a Eurostep move. He was Last night, he had a really nice floater yeah. in the lane. We, yeah. you know, we know he can go in, and when he finishes strong, he can pound the rock. I mean, mm-hmm. we've seen him have those types of dunks. Nice dunk um, I'm just really bullish on yeah. his fit, and now Siakam comes in, and you're not having to throw him at Giannis for the whole game 100%. or Jason Tatum for the whole game or whatever. And Nismas a knockdown shooter, which is what we need. Yeah. You know, And it's why I think the front office was so – I guess the Buddy equation wasn't was as big, big of a deal because, and I'm not saying Neesmith is Buddy, but he's one of the best three-point shooters no, in the history no, no. of the league. We know that. He's next level. But but Neesmith is is out-kicking his coverage. He yeah. is carving out a role where I see him as a core piece, oh, yeah. like you're saying. 100%. And he's the, he is the, as much as Tyrese is the star and the, you know, this the story of the season, yeah. Neesmith has... has He's a surefire starter for us. Yeah. He's going to play starters minutes no matter what. Yep. And he's the guy at the end of the game that's on the floor because of his defense. Yep. And mm-hmm. so for us to have that for the next three years at $11 million a year, yep. I, I, I'll, I'll get off my soapbox. Yep. But he has impressed beyond what I ever thought yeah. he, he would be. And so, yeah. I, I think you hinted at it. One, offensively, obviously the shooting has been awesome. And, yeah. you know, the percentage probably has to equalize at some point. But I think we can determine he's probably going to be a 40-plus three-point sh- or 40%-plus three-point sure. shooter. Yeah. But the thing that's really surprised me, and you hinted at, is that driving ability that he didn't show in Boston at all. I didn't see it when I watched a lot of his college tape. I was actually a little nervous watching him when he first came and he was playing in the summer league. It looked like his handles were kind of all over the place. Yeah. I didn't really trust it. Yeah. And now he... You know, he's not a guy, and it, it fits so well, that needs the ball, per se. For sure. He's moving off the ball. He's But when he gets it, he can pump fake, go to the rim, strong finisher. That floater game this year is, I mean, I don't remember shooting any no. floaters last year. Never. And, and it looks good. And then the second thing is, you're right on the defense. And the thing I love with him specifically is the physicality. He's yeah. a... He's actually fouled out a few of the games yeah. of late, which I don't even care. I mean, I'm not worried. Usually guards and wings don't really have that kind of trouble. It's usually just the big guys. So, yeah. But he is just in people's grills. And, you know, we don't want to play him at the four, but you saw him. He's getting work against Brunson. He can, yep. he can guard pretty much everybody on the floor now. It varies on levels. You don't put him on Embiid. I, mean, I was going to say, yeah, yeah. The centers. But outside of that, you know, We've seen him guard. He's usually getting the best player on the opposing team. For sure. Night and night. Now, Nemhard's ne- Depending upon who it is. Start, and they'll yep. share time. Mm-hmm. Yep. But it, that's been great for me to see. So, yeah, Neesmith is just, I mean, in terms of we talked, we were saying before this year, it's like we've got Nemhard, Mather, Neesmith. We need somebody to pop. Somebody yeah. needs, and I've still got hope for those other guys, but it is clear that Neesmith has officially, he yeah. is here. He's popped, and you can tell he's a hard worker. Yep. I mean, I was reading some stuff. Oh, he's intense. He yeah. is, yeah. Yeah, he, he – the, the Celtics – I don't know if it's a beat writer. Somebody was doing a podcast. It's it's called Celtics Wire or something like that. Yep. They were quoted as talking about how he's transformed his body. Okay. You know, and, and they didn't see – you know, 
and and you can see it. I mean, he even from last year to this year, he has yep. put on oh, yeah. mass. He is he's not quite you know. He's not Jalen Brown, but he's yeah. a big guy oh, yeah. that, that oh, yeah. is obviously putting in the work. And that's just what you love to see. It it's probably why, I mean, Indiana fans are loving Neesmith. Yeah, and right you know, so. and and I think that's because they appreciate the blue collar player that that comes in and carves out his spot. And I think that's probably a good segue to, yeah. to talk about. And I'll just, you know, kind of we we kicked off this conversation talking about Buddy and the trade and yeah. One of the things that I think we're both as fans looking forward to is, all right, who steps up? We yep. know Nemhart is starting. Yep. We've seen some flashes from Shepard, albeit the shooting hasn't really been there. Matherin continues to be an enigma. Yep. I cannot figure it out. It's like hot and cold. I love him. I hate him. What are you seeing? Where are we at with those guys? Because yep. so much of this is, like you said, mm-hmm. about these guys taking that next step and somebody popping. Yeah. Like, like the Warriors did with Draymond or Clay Thompson or whoever, yeah. we you know that supporting cast started to pop. Yeah. So where are you at with with those, particularly the two guys from last year? We've talked yeah. enough about Shepard, mm-hmm. Matherin, and Nemhard. Where where are you at on those guys here as we get into the All Star break? Yeah, I would say I'm with you in Matherin. We talk about. It. I watch all my games with my roommates. He is the guy who is you know he makes you want to pull your hair out the most during the game. I will start then by reversing that and saying one thing that I do find a positive with Matherin is if you look back at last season, we all know he came out of the gates on fire. Yeah. I mean, his first couple months were he was just cooking, and then that rookie slump kind of hit, and the second half of the season was much worse. His percentages dropped, his numbers yep. dropped. That has kind of reversed this year. I yeah. mean, even though he was starting earlier in the year, he was getting less minutes, and his minutes have risen, his percentages have continued to grow. If you look, he was like... It was like November he's averaging 12, then January he's up to 14, now he's up to okay. 15 in February, and albeit it's been a couple games. But it, I do like that trend, but there is something, and you hinted that, and I might even let you kind of just take it, there yeah. is something mentally that just, I, I don't get his decision-making, yeah. his intensity. One game he's locked in, he's everywhere, you're yeah. like, this is the guy we want, and then he comes against the Knicks, and we're watching him last night, and it's like, I mean, we were texting, what's going on? What, yeah. what is... What is missing? And that's one of those things where it's without being in the building, it's almost hard to know because we can only see the clips we get from his personality, which you know he's, he's a different guy. It's not a bad thing. Per no. Se. I like his work ethic and his intensity, but, I mean, last night it was like, where are you? It, are you there? <laughs> yeah, it, it, it's that's why I use the term enigma. It, it, it's really hard to put your finger on the pulse of what's going on because, you know, I and I after last night we did exchange some text during the game and I was frustrated because – I'm sitting there, and and listen. Expectations can be your enemy. When you expect yeah. something out of somebody, they don't live up. That's that. That's all. It's not all on them. It's on you for having that set the bar at a certain place. But he's coming off of games where he's clearly, you know, he had games of like 24, 31. Yeah. I mean, yeah. I looked at his last ten game split before we jumped on here. It's not that bad. I mean, it's fourteen points a game, which is a little down from his overall season average. But he's played fine. I think the biggest thing for me is just. Like it's it's simple concepts, and I tried to explain this to to Nikki last night because she was we were watching the game together. Nikki's my fiance, and I was like, you know, I'm like when you when you know something has been talked about, when you've prepared for something, when you have a scheme or a play, and you're this point in the season and you can't get it right, 
that tells me something else is going on. And you saw it last night in the final couple of minutes. Alex Burks gets on a heater. He was dropping. He was hitting everything he shot. And you saw Matherin on him right before a timeout where Matherin, like, lazily goes under this screen. And you could tell as soon as Carlisle called the timeout, he was pointing and screaming at Ben because I have to assume the call was to fight over the top and not let him get this wide, yeah, <laughs> wide shooters, open look. If shooters are on fire, you don't yeah. go under. Yeah, <laughs> it, it just and, – and Rick's, like, looking at him like, what on earth? And then they go to the bench, and Matherin sits down, and it's like he comes out of the huddle, and he's walking back onto the floor yeah. as if he's coming back in the game, and Neesmith is, like, yelling at him like – no, you're you're not in because Neesmith yeah. was on the bench. Yeah, so they subbed in Aaron for Ben because of that play. This and is a huge part of the game. I mean, yeah, well, now we're up. But we we were up, but they were on a run. Yeah, we I mean, were up like twenty two, and they <laughs> cut it to twelve or yeah. something. So it was like, you know, and that's just those are the things that I I wonder with Ben. It's like. Is he just not – does he not have the basketball IQ? We yeah. know he's gifted physically. Yep. He can get his shot off. He, he's, you know, he, his, he's turnover prone. When he's, go, when he's going downhill, last night he had three or yeah, four of the it. same exact play where he just kept going straight in the middle of the lane. They'd pick him. He'd fumble it, whatever. But he's obviously a talent, and yeah. I'm, nobody's questioning that. And that's why that expectation bar is yeah. there. I just – I don't know. I can't put my finger on it. But we – we need him. Oh yeah, he, to he, pop. Yeah, he, absolutely. He, you He's re- still got the highest. Like we can talk about Nemhart starting in a little bit. He still has the higher ceiling in my for book. sure. Like somebody who can really become. I mean, an all star level guy now. For sure. I'm not saying that's going to be my prediction. But. No, I, I felt I would have felt a lot better about that last year yeah. than I do this year. And and that's not to say that he. If you look statistically, he is having a better season. Yeah, I would agree. He is having a more consistently. In terms of averages yeah. and percentages and efficiencies. The, shots, the one thing we'll give him credit, his three-point ball has come yeah. around for sure. I mean, now, look, it still comes and goes, but yeah. it, it feels a lot better than especially the second half of last yeah, He's not Clay Thompson, but oh, he no. but he can shoot the three. Yeah. I mean, he can he he can stretch the floor. The defense has to honor it. Yeah. And, yeah, I just think we've we've got to sort that position out. Yeah. Right, right now, we've got more talent on the bigs than we can know what to do with. Correct. I mean, I don't know what we're going to do with Obi. Jalen Smith, we've talked about. Jackson's there, and we still got to get Jairus Walker on the floor. I do think Jairus is making a case to to get some minutes in larger lineups at yeah. a, as a as a you know as a three, um, and maybe that helps him. Yeah. But um, you know, it's, I, you know, if I had to put a grade to it to kind of bring this segment in for a landing, I, I, I was thinking about this last night in terms of my expectation going into the year, and the fact that I think our over under was at like thirty eight wins or something yeah. like that. You've got to go B plus. Yeah. I mean, somewhere. I don't want to say A minus because we've 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 still lost to Charlotte. We've lost to Chicago. We've lost to Washington. We've yeah. lost to Portland twice. We've lost games that yeah. Oh, yeah. that really good teams just can't lose. You got to find ways to win them. But it's been fun. I mean, it's been a fun year. I think everybody's looking forward to the All Star break. Uh, players, that is. And you know, frankly, we've got we should. Be eight games above 500. Yeah, We've got yeah. Charlotte and Toronto to close out, you know, the slate on the road before All Star. But and those two teams are in clear tank mode. Yeah, they're they're yeah. I mean, Toronto's shipping everybody out, yep. and and Charlotte's, you know, Brandon Miller's been playing Brandon Miller's phenomenal, awesome. but but they're not looking to win ball games. I mean, no, you they know. shipped PJ Washington, what I thought was actually a pretty good deal for them. Uh, so yeah, they're they're moving assets to hopefully build. Year. Yeah. All right. So last segment here, we'll kind of dive into the all-star game. Yeah. Obviously, 
you know, this has been a long time coming. I think we were supposed to have it in 21. Yeah. Um, and it was COVID and, and all that. And so, you know, this has been, yeah, many, many years in the works. Um, I probably have a little bit more of a memory of Super Bowl week. Than, I do a little, but I was, yeah, I was yeah, 12. But I, I, what are you looking forward to? I mean, what are, what are are what's on your short list of must see, going to do this, whatever, as, it, as All-Star ascends upon us here in Indianapolis? Yeah, I mean, so we can kind of hit, I think, Brad, you're going, it sounds like, to all three nights. I will I be most yep. likely going on Saturday night. Saturday night's the most fun night, I think, For typically, sure. you know. The All-Star game itself, I'm not breaking any news here, can be hit or miss just because you don't know who's going to try and what exactly is going to be going on. Yeah. But we've got a lot of participation with Pacer players, especially through yep. Monday or the Friday and Saturday. So I'll just kind of start off the Rising Stars Challenge. Yep. We've got two participants. We've got Benny uh, playing Matherin, and then we've got Shibwe, who's going to be on the G League yep. team. Uh I Which, was, honestly, i got to say, yeah. I thought that was cool, that they're yeah. incorporating some of the best G League players yeah. into that. They did that last year. Too. Oh, they did? They See, did. I didn't yeah. know that. Mm-hmm. Yeah, I, I saw that I because I was kind of scratching my head. I'm yeah. like, Shibwe, really? Like, mm-hmm. But he has been phenomenal yeah. in the G League. So, yeah, yeah I, I think that's cool. So I was looking. The G League team always kind of, at least last year, got rocked in the Rising Stars okay. Challenge. So I just wanted to look and just kind of just get a feel for the team. So there are four teams. I'm not going to go through the G League team player by player because the truth is I don't know most of them. But yeah. uh, there are three teams. You've got headlines with Team Pal with Vic, Brandon Miller, Prezenskis, Hame Hakez, Jabari, and then Team Tamika. Shout out to Tamika Catchings. Yep. Apollo, uh, Ivy, Duran, Keegan, uh, Murray, and then Team Jalen, which is going to have Chet, Jalen, Matherin, Shaden Shark, Lively. So Matherin's going to be suiting up with Chet, one of my favorite players wow. to watch okay. in the NBA. I think those are some good teams. Paulo's probably the best name in the Rising Stars. Is now. he going to play? Do we? He's on this list. I imagine he's going to play. That's I, where do you think his effort level? Yeah. is? Yeah. How many minutes does he yeah. get? And so help me understand this because I maybe I don't get it. Mm-hmm. Are there three teams? So the fourth is the G League team. Oh, so, and okay. Then I forget exactly how they rotate. They'll kind of play. I think it's like they each play twice, and the winners of it got play it. each other. Okay. Uh, I did not know that. So breaking news for my brain. Yeah. Um, so the gambler and me, these are actually really fun things to gamble on because Vegas has no idea how to line these. But yeah. we have no idea how to gamble on them yeah. either. So I kind of like Team Pal. I think Wemby, Miller, Brzezinski, Hami Hakez, Javari Smith, that's probably the team to beat. Yeah. But the Rising Stars, Benny will go full out. I'm I was sure. just going to say, <laughs> you got to look at the makeup of yeah. the guys, like who's really going to compete. Yeah, mm-hmm. um, yeah I, I, that's, that's kind of why I like Vic, though. I expect this will yeah. be his only thing in the All Star weekend. He'll probably be there next year, honestly. Brandon yeah. Miller will want to show up, Bajenski. So that's kind of why I lean to those guys. Yeah, I love that. Um, no, that's, I, I think that'll be a lot of fun. I didn't realize that they had broke it out that way. In my mind, it was still, I guess it was still like a rookies versus sophomores yeah. thing. I know it's, you know, first and second year players plus the G league, but I kind of think we've, I wish it was still kind of like that. You kind of lose that competition aspect of it yeah. where the second year's guys don't want to lose. Or yeah. We did before they've done like the world verse. You okay. Know, and I kind of like that. We'll see how this goes. I'm yeah. sure it'll still be fun. And that's going to be at Gamebridge Fieldhouse, yeah. which I think is a is the right way to do that when oh, you're yeah. actually playing basketball games. Um, I know the celebrity game is going to be at Lucas Oil on All Star Saturday night, but mm-hmm. anybody that's been in Lucas Oil for a basketball game knows that you're better that's off playing shit. basketball <laughs> in Gamebridge. I I know why they did it. I know. I'm not trying to take a shot, but you know we talk about. 
Gambridge Fieldhouse being the best place for basketball. And they put in millions in yeah. the last couple of years for this event. For renovations. I, I, I know why they did it. I, I'm, I'm going to go in with a, an optimistic attitude for, yeah. for Saturday night. But, yeah, I, I wish more of the events were at Gamebridge. It's just that's – I haven't talked to a, a basketball fan excited that it's in yeah the i think the i think the casual fan yeah. that's just here for the party for the show that's, that's coming yeah in it's like you can enjoy it I'm yeah sure you get more care. people in the door at lucas oil and that's why the committee did it i get all of that you've got two great venues and the beauty of indianapolis i will say this they are they are playing to our strengths in that everything is condensed it's yep. all right there you can walk from venue to venue they've got the crosswalks they've got the convention center they're going to have all the outdoor stuff i think the slate of entertainment is fair. Yeah, I mean, yeah. I, I've seen Lil Wayne's going to be here. T Pain. T Pain's going to be here. Zed kind of touches on the younger EDM crowd. Keith Urban, um, which is a favorite of mine. Yeah. Uh, shout out to Keith, my old studio days. There you go. Um, there but you go. Uh, no, it's. I think that part's going to be fun. And then I, I, I do want to get your thoughts on All Star Saturday Night because yeah. there's been this trend over the last couple of years. And, and they did this in the arena, um, I forget what night it was, maybe Thursday, against the Warriors. It was the last home game. Was that the last home game? Yeah. Okay. Uh, they, they put the players on the big screen and they said, dunk contest or three-point contest? What do you like more? Okay. And I just feel like there's this been this momentum over the last couple of years for three-point contest. Yeah. I'm more excited about the three-point contest than I am the this dunk year. contest yeah. going partly because of Tyrese. Yeah. But, the, but you have more stars yeah. in that. And mm-hmm. I just think, you know... I just I have to ask you about the the, the dunk contest personnel okay, yeah, because I, I what where are, so, what am I missing? I just don't get it. Yeah, so let's go over the for those of you who don't know, we've got Jalen Brown, we've got Mac McClung who won it last year. Yep, G League player. We've got uh, Hami Hakez and then Jacob Toppin. Yep, Obi's brother. So I was looking. It's an odd look. So let's start just. If I were to guess who who is the most talented of this group, I yeah. would go McClung again to win it. Yeah. I would then go Toppin below, and I'll talk a little about him, then Jalen, and then Hawkes. Yeah. I've talked to a lot of people who watch a lot of college basketball. I've looked at all of Hawkes' highlights. I look back at his draft combine vertical to see his numbers. Yeah. I don't get it. Yeah. I don't see it. I don't know where his flash is going to come. Yeah. Obviously, he wouldn't join if he didn't think he had something, had something to, bring, to offer. But, yeah. Uh, yeah. I. That one was the one that definitely stood out to me. As yeah. I don't like well, I, I just and I've watched him play. I like his game. I oh, mean, he's a terrific yeah, player. He, he's, he's another Heat guy that they just grabbed out of nowhere that yeah. people were overlooking, and he will be a long time player in the NBA for, for sure. Supremely talented, and I, and I kind of feel on it in a very different way because Jalen, you know, Jalen Brown's obviously a yeah. you know an extremely established player, multiple time All Star in the league. And this is the first time an All Star is going to come back and do the contest in a in a while. I don't yeah, remember what yeah. the number of years are, but it's been a while since there's been an All Star level player. Um, even when Levine was doing it, I don't think I know he's made an All Star game. Yeah. I think it was prior to that. Yeah, um, yeah, it so it's that been was, a while that was since kind of his coming out party. Even yeah, in the NBA. since we've had this. So. But I don't think of him as a dunker. No, like he's, he's, I, just, he's, I, not. I, he's not. So I don't understand. And again, the before you go, one of his I was looking at his draft combine thing, and yeah. one of the things they said is lacks athleticism. Seriously, <laughs> yeah. I, I just that's where I'm kind of just like I, I because frankly he's got the most to lose. Like he doesn't 
He yeah. could. He's an all-star. He's playing in the game on Sunday. He could just. Oh, sorry. Are you talking Jalen now? Yeah. I was talking. That was not. That oh, okay. Was, that was hot guys. Sorry. Oh, okay. Not, okay. Jaylen I'm sorry. Was not, Jaylen yeah. Was not I was just saying. I was. I'm like. I yeah, think no, he's. No, he no, is an sorry. athlete, but I don't see him as a high flyer. You know, whatever. Like, I and I know it's unfair to benchmark these guys against a Vince Carter yep. or a Zach Levine mm-hmm. or an Aaron Gordon or whatever. But at the same time. When you're talking about pure entertainment value, that is the benchmark. Yes, and and yeah. none of these names in the dunk contest no. for the last however many years have been anything close to getting you excited like you were before. So yeah, I am more excited about the three point contest, and I'm more excited about the skills contest, frankly, yeah. because we're gonna have our kind of hometown team, mm-hmm. um, including Matherin. So that'll be fun to see, yeah. um, you know, him and Miles and and Tyrese. But I think I know, there's one other thing I want to ask you about. Yeah. What is what's going on with the court? Because the court's going to be a first of its kind. This yeah. is what I am. I am really excited about this really to cool. see what yeah. what is it. I uh, you might actually know more. All I know is really the videos they put out, and it just seems like it's I I mean electronically. I think it's like a glass like, floor. Yeah, it's like they can project things and move things yeah. and show pictures and images. And we we've seen this. The Cavs actually have something similar to this. Yeah, where they do like their home intro. Video on the court. Okay. They might probably project it also on the jumbo, but they have all that going on. So I think it's probably come from that technology that's been growing. Okay. The videos they showed look really cool. I I don't know anything. Yeah. Beyond okay. I I was just curious. I I don't know either, and I don't even think it's projected, Ryan. I think it oh, is. Sorry. Yeah. It, I think it's yeah. glass. Yeah. Not, LED. I yes. Guess is it's about, like yeah. it's like a a screen. Like yeah. the floor is mm-hmm. built on glass screens essentially yeah. it'll be interesting to see um yeah. you know and then obviously i don't know if you have anything else for saturday um not particularly i would just say i mean do you think we might win the skills challenge <laughs> or was ty tyrese made it to the final round last year in the three i would think between those two we take one of them it, i i i would put my money on tyrese in the three yeah. he gets hot and i know you know i'm trying to go in my head who else is in there maxi lillard donovan mitchell um, Malik Beasley, Brunson, Trey Young, and Carl Anthony Towns, and don't sleep on Towns. He won it as the complete underdog. Yeah, Towns can get high. There's a lot. That, that's again. That's why I think the three point contest. It's the hardest one to probably predict. Though, yeah. I think. Well, it's so streaky. Yeah. You know, mm-hmm. but I think. I mean, we saw it last year. Tyrese can get hot, and yeah. I, I just. He'll want to put on a show. He'll. Wa- I think between the skills, the All Star, he'll want to do something, and the three might be his best opportunity yeah. to do it. I, I hope I hope for his sake he can win that. I'd love him. I'd love for them to win both. But yep. no, I think it's going to be a fun night. I mean, obviously this is you know this is I you and I are probably both very proud Indianapolis you know homegrown people. Yep. It's always fun to have people come in, yep. and not that you want to be judged, but mm-hmm. I'm very confident that we put on good events. Maybe prides itself on their events. Yeah. We know this, and we I've done this friends. I went to school at University of Dayton, Ohio, and they're like. What are you talking about? It's like this is something we're known for, and it's like you talked about the Super Bowl, the All Star, yeah. March Madness. We held the whole thing when COVID shut. You know, this is something we pride ourselves. Yeah. And why not? Because it's going to be fun. Yeah, and we're it, it is, and we're going to be uniquely set up. That's the biggest thing that people don't understand about Indy is that it it really is. You know, we were down. They've built this Unity Plaza or whatever, and there's a new restaurant right next to Gamebridge Fieldhouse. We were down there, and they were setting up all the stuff for TV crews and whatever. Yeah. 
it it it's very fan accessible. Yeah. That's the cool part is anybody can go get a taste of this. So if you aren't a basketball fan, but you just want to see what's going on, yeah. just come downtown. There's going to be yeah. plenty of stuff going on. All the bars are right there. They'll have the entertainment, what have you. Mm-hmm. And then All-Star Sunday is going to be, you know, in Baker's life. I'm excited to, frankly, I and this is uh, me wanting us to be judged. I'm curious to see what the national talking heads have to say. Yeah. Baker's life, I, I've been to a, probably six or eight different NBA arenas. Really? It is the best one I've been to. Oh, yeah. it, it's the best place to watch a game that I've that I've ever seen. And yeah. so that's going to be cool. I hope I hope the game, you know, we're returning to an East versus West dynamic, yeah. which I think is really cool. I, I'm excited about that. Um, you know, we'll you know we'll have to see how it goes. I hope it's a economic win for the city. I'm sure it will be. Weather's been so good this week. Yeah. It's it, it seems like it may be sprung a week early, but yeah. um, anything else before we wrap up? I had two things that yeah. I did just and finish up. These are just things I thought we finish up that I found funny that we could yeah. kind of always do that happened this week in the NBA. For so sure. first one that I found funny and you hit on it, Pat Bev was traded to the Bucks for yep. basically a washing machine. But, <laughs> um, no, the funny thing is game one, Pat Bev is so ridiculous. He's in the huddle and grabs the clipboard. And is trying to like get everybody galvanized. And I just, I know he's a vet and a leader, but I don't understand these guys who just come in. You have no idea what's going on with this team. Right. He's never played for the Bucs. He's played for a lot of teams. He's yeah. never played with Giannis. And I'm watching, and Brooke Lopez is literally just like trying to shoulder him out of the <laughs> fucking thing. And I'm just dying laughing at these guys. This stuff happens all the time where you see players like just who are almost just so vocal. It's like, yeah, nobody's listening. Right. Like, it's dude. What? What is well, going on? I, I. So it's funny you say that. It makes me think of this. I know you've got one more <laughs> anecdote here. There was an interview this week that happened post Warriors game where Clay didn't finish the game. Yep. And Clay's getting interviewed and unannounced because I, as you're talking, I'm thinking about Draymond Green because oh, he's yeah. another guy like Pat Bev that's just off the rails. He'll be the next one. <laughs> yeah, oh, perfect. So I'll, I'll tee you up. This is a great lead-in because Draymond's in the background. He's like, you're going to ask him about what it's like to finish the game on the bench? And it's like, and the reporter was like, well, now that you ask, like, he's basically throwing Clay under the bus. <laughs> like, you know, and, and, and then when Clay starts to answer the question – you could tell he's getting emotional. Like yeah, yeah. it's it's hard for him as for somebody sure. who's you know a top whatever mm-hmm. 10, 15 player in the league for whatever it's been 10, 12 years. And Draymond's just in the back singing nonchalant. Like yeah. I'm just like, dude, you have no sense of awareness at all. And and the answer is no. Obviously, we've yeah. seen it on video, on, on, you know, how many dozen times. But yeah, these guys. So. Yeah. What what else did Draymond do? So Draymond uh, played the Suns last night. It was, if you remember, the final nail in the straw on his indefinite suspension was his fling on Nurkic. Yep. Yep. So it was a rematch against Nurkic. And he was, you'd think, you know, a guy who had just come off suspension, was going to counseling this, yeah. would come into this game with a middle humility. Humble. Yeah, <laughs> right. Complete opposite. This guy was out of control. <laughs> Early in the game, does like a post. He makes a really nice move. Left-hand hook, yeah. does the immediate short thing on Nurkic. Oh, they God. start jawing later in the game. He's cursing him out. I just, again, it's the same type of thing. And the NBA, and the refs are just letting it go. Yeah. And oh, yeah. I was like, so do you want to stop this behavior? What are we doing here, NBA? Uh, it, it, they don't know. That's the key. It, that is, that, I was just going to say, they don't know what to do because on the one hand, it 
it gets some clicks. Yep. It's he's a yep. he's a he's a star or mm-hmm. was a star player on yeah. a championship team. Obviously, one of the more um, out there personalities. But and, and don't get me wrong, I do love that. Like our team this year has shit talked the entire oh, year yeah. teams. Like that is a, pretty much a staple of one of our things for for sure. And but but Ryan, it's like and this is it's you can go back. I don't care what era of basketball you're playing in. But there's a difference between talking shit and having fun and jawing with the crowd and then being a nuisance to the game. And it's yeah. like, it seems like Draymond has found himself, and I don't know if you would agree with this, you know, it's like in our lifetime, there was kind of the Rodman era, right? Yeah. And yeah. it was Rodman was that guy that yep. just very talented, championship-level teams, like, but was just clearly next-level ridiculous. Yeah. And then you had Ron Artest Meta World Peace. Yep. Same deal, Defensive Player of the Year, extremely talented next level out of his mind. And it's like Draymond is, is this generation's just next level, like obviously talented and the league has never figured it out. It was like that season with the brawl, everybody was talking about how our test was getting it together and he was being better and all this stuff. And you see him laying on the scorers table. Like he's trying to chill. Like this is a new our test. Cause it was very early in the season. Cup lands and it's the over. leagues change forever. So I don't know if the league will. I think the league knows that they're towing the line. I was say they obviously tried something. It was a weird suspension. They never had any days. And like I said, I like he has to play with a certain amount of energy. He needs yeah. that. It's you know McConnell comes in. It's playing with energy for sure. That's how they do it. But it's like we saw this literally with Miles. He was going up for that rebound last game against the Warriors when we played. Yeah. And Miles was kind of over the top of him with the arm. But he clearly then hooks Miles yeah. and then falls. Like yeah. it's a dangerous play too. For sure, it, it, he's just. I, I love watching him because I I do like the ridiculousness of of the NBA. Yeah, there's a lot of personalities who are just it, they don't make. Sense. Well, and it's unlike any other sport because it's right there on display. Yeah. You get to mm-hmm. see it. Like even in the NFL, you're you're kind of behind the helmet, behind the mask a little Same. bit. And even now, like under the rim, you can kind of hear that mic echo during games to pick up what players are saying, even if you're not there. For sure. And they and so much of social media is the after you know, after the fact they get the close oh, up yeah, of yeah, it. Yeah. You know, you see. Well, there's what, a guy courtside last night with Tyrese who. Yeah, I saw that. that yeah, I saw yeah. that on the. Oh, yeah, he was sitting right there on the end of the sideline, yeah. kind of near the baseline. Yeah, I'm sure so Tyrese said something. Yeah, <laughs> I'm sure he did, and and, and we, I love that about. Well, it. Once again, that's yeah. we're not talking that. It's just if if you didn't see, go look at some of Draymond's antics in this Nurkic game. And again, it's it's heightened because that's literally why he was suspended right. was this player. And then after the game, he was still in the locker room jawing about it. Yeah. It's just he can't let it go. He can't, and that's, you know, it is who he is. To think that he's going to change because of an indefinite suspension and he went and got counseling for a couple weeks. Like, well, that's the point. You know, and that's that's all, that's all the NBA doing its lip service. They're, yep. they're putting the lipstick on the pig, and I, I'm not like calling him a pig. keeping his receipts after yeah. his suspension. Yeah, Ja's another one. He may be, I mean, she's yeah, just, We can talk about Ja. Yeah, yeah but anyways, we are yep. we are there at this point in the season, the proverbial all-star break that's kind of the, the break Here's where we're at type thing. It's fun that it's going to be in Indy this year. So for the rest of the NBA that's off, we're going to have a lot going on. I'm looking forward to it. And uh, we'll pick this thing back up. Hopefully we can close out the season on a little bit of a run. We didn't really talk about the schedule. We can maybe touch on that next time. After after the – you know, death run of January, yeah. second hardest schedule in the league going Lines in. Up. We now have the third easiest schedule for the balance of the year. So we should get some wins. And this m- too, so. Yeah, it's going to be a fun team. All right, we'll catch up uh, next week. Love it. See you.